2: To the new Star Wars movie, he'll be telling us about that a little bit later in the show because I know a lot of you are going to go in the next uh, couple of weeks when maybe you got a little time off. Yeah, I'm pretty w- excited about it. That's why they release movies this time of year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm kind of kind of melancholy about
0: it because me and the boy always went, uh, and he's uh, living now in a different place, in a different time, a galaxy far, far away. Just with a gig. FaceTime him on
2: your phone. Set Old your phone gig. in the seat, and then there you go. But will the together. light
4: bother
0: people in Magnited States, USA, <laughs> in a theater? So excuse me for using my phone in USA, Magnited States of America, where you are free to text in a theater.
2: Magnited States of America, yes. Um, Lindsey Graham <laughs> gave an interview to the Atlantic. USA,
0: Magnited States.
2: That should be getting a lot more attention. I don't know why it's not. It's because we're so obsessed with the daily, what did Trump tweet about, who, and back and forth. I think we're really, as a whole country, just not paying attention to what's going on in the world. Right. Right. Or, or, or issues that the president is paying attention to. So that in a minute. Well, yeah, we need to get heavily into that. Just very briefly. I, you know, once in a while, this
0: job affords the opportunity to do some good in the world, whether it's raising a million dollars for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which is saving the lives and, and, and helping out our, our heroes, our, our, our warriors, um, that sort of thing. Or this saving the people of a state tens of billions of dollars. Jerry Brown building his crony express the so-called bullet train. Well, I've been traveling. We've been traveling a lot this week. Jerry, I have exciting news. I mean, this is, this is actually incredibly great news for the people of California. There's a bullet plane that can take you from Los Angeles to San Francisco or Sacramento or San Diego to one of those cities. It takes like an hour 20 to an hour and a half and will cost you from 60 to $150. An hour and a half this bullet plane and they leave like every 40 minutes (laughs) and it's incredibly convenient and jerry here's the great news the infrastructure's already there and you don't have to spend a dime on your inexplicable inexcusable unjustifiable waste of a bullet train which is actually a regular train because they can't build enough high-speed tracks now, somebody please offer me a counter-argument if you dare. You're not gonna, because there ain't one. <laughs> now, back to <laughs> Double-Dub Trey,
2: yeah, do as have... I have decided to call World War 3 Double-Dub Trey. I do have this problem. I've got this in the back of my mind this morning. So my uh, my uh, oldest son, the second grader, has started sleeping with a, a little radio in his bed which, oh my god which my wife was kind of you know i it gonna keep him awake the music and i said i th- that's why i'm in radio it's his, one of my
0: fondest yeah. childhood memories the covers
2: pulled up listening yeah. to my favorite uh, djs that's how i got into radio was was listening to the radio in bed plus it's pretty loud and chaotic at our house at night for a variety of reasons and he needs something that's that that can like uh distract him and oh, round out the noise focus on to comfort yeah. him yeah um yeah. So, and he's really into modern country music he just he just loves that really stuff. oh yeah all he right freaking loves that stuff which is fine because it's it it there's no f-bombs there's no there's and the, the djs aren't talking about anything bad it's about the most wholesome radio music radio that exists right now mm-hmm. so he's laying in bed listening to that i thought he was listening to that at night and he falls asleep to it but for some reason the other morning, apparently he woke up and thought, My dad's on the radio. Uh oh. Um <laughs> and I don't even know how he switched it over to the AM band and, and found the correct station. Clever lad. But he did. <laughs> and he comes out and he tells mom, he said, I was listening to dad and he's talking about human feet coming up on the beach. <laughs> ah!
0: Oh, that's that's your Uncle Joe. He's kinda <laughs> into that story. <laughs>
2: So <laughs> he heard our... You and no. I don't even remember the really inappropriate, probably jokes we made. Oh boy! About that is the show is not designed for seven years old. No, seven year old. No, no not really. Not specifically. No. But I'm i I'd, hey. I'd I'd rather he heard that segment than some others. <laughs> I've told stories about the the courtship of my wife and I, for instance. Oh that, my! That would have been really troubling to the young man. I'm traumatized <laughs> from those stories. Yeah, I've
1: therapy. Yeah. yeah,
2: I'm not sure. Or 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 I've I've thrown in occasional comments about uh, you know. Past relationships I've had previous sure. to his mom that uh, you know, just not perfect listening for a young young man. Or what about the discussions of the Harvey's Weinstein of oh, the world? Oh god, yeah. We've read some of the explicit stuff, yeah. Yeah boy yeah, did you read, lucky?
0: have you read the uh Selma Hayek yeah um mm-hmm. piece she wrote it you know it's we got the highlighted stuff we never got to yesterday but you know it's not in and, and and we will get to uh double dub tray uh, as world War
2: three will still be hanging around whenever we get that's it. right it will
0: uh but what really struck me about that piece and it's worth reading let's post a link at dot so people can find it really easily um was not that any individual act was especially savage in terms of a, uh, you know, a sexual assault, although there was, there was plenty that was very troubling. It was the systematic cruelty of it, the portrait of how a predator pulls with their, their power and their influence, then punishes when they don't get Cooperation or the sex or whatever else they want it is a study in in the cruel exercise of power
2: It's the study in a a monster a study of a monster And we're deciding that the the power in the predator part is what they get more enjoyment out of than the sex I don't know some might say that I don't it depends on it depends on the sicko It's got to be in the cases of the people that could get as much sex with hotties as they wanted without doing that You certainly think so It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: I get that. Or or maybe, you know, they get so horned up and so underdeveloped their ability to deal with that, that whoever is in the room with them right now must have sex with them or their full rage will be unleashed out of some sort of, you know, sick animal need.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know,
0: who knows what evil lurks
2: in the hearts of men. And I just found out that a guy I've and known, women. a guy I've known for years, uh, it would appear, is one of those kind of people, and his uh, his life has been turned upside down as it should be if these claims are true. And uh, it's it's something that story reminded me of. You know what
0: I was talking about with Selma Hayek. It was a portrait of how to keep someone hooked just enough that you can continue to exploit them. Yeah, and then punish them uh, punish them if they dare. Uh, resist your your uh, advances and your needs.
2: Yeah, we're learning that that is a thing and it's more common than we all thought, I think.
0: Right, and I, I think it's probably worth reading a couple of these and and trying to see how it works and understand, because everybody wants to know, why did he or she keep going back? Why did they not Mm -hmm. sever the relationship completely? Why did Selma Hayek continue to try to make movies with Harvey Weinstein, etc.? Was it just her greed and she wanted to be a movie star? Well, you read these things and it's a lot more complicated
2: than that. Well, especially when we we see it happening with people who are not becoming famously wealthy and that sort of stuff, Uh, they're going back to their uh, abuser. Right, not for fame or riches, just right. for something that goes on in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and keeping in mind that predators find people
0: they can exploit. Right. Because we're all complicated beasts, and some of us are more easily manipulated in certain ways than others, and that's what predators look for. Hmm. So,
2: anyway. Interesting.
0: But that um, doesn't mean in the style of, for instance, Garrison Keillor or, or a couple of other folks that a vague anonymous accusation from 27 years uh, ago ought to be an automatic reason to,
2: to end somebody's career. That part's kind of troubling, too. Have you heard how the Tavis Smiley thing went down? That's a guy who lost his job on PBS? Yeah. He, he, he's, he's never been told who his accusers are. No chance to respond. What did I do? To who? They haven't interviewed him. You're just fired. Right. Somebody said you did something. When? Who? A while ago. Who? Right. Wow. Yeah. That'd be troubling. What do you do with that? Well,
0: and listen, if you're a dude, especially right now, and you're not a little bit
2: concerned about this stuff, you ought to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got so much more on the way, including the North Korea Lindsey Graham stuff on the Armstrong and Getty show. In this warehouse is concrete evidence of
0: illegal Iranian weapons proliferation gathered from direct military attacks
3: on our partners in the region.
2: That was Nikki Haley from what some people are calling over the top. Some people are saying about time we pay attention to this. Uh, Nikki Haley, ambassador to the UN for the United States, uh, in a warehouse displaying... Uh, this is this is parts of a missile that Iran shot at Saudi Arabia. There, it is a it violates their agreement with us to have this to be building it. It was built in Iran, and she had a number of other things she showed off. And uh, in short, if I may, uh, constituted undeniable proof
0: that Iran has expanded its support for Houthi rebels in Yemen as it continues to back armed
2: groups in Lebanon, Syria, and other countries as well. Monging war, in short, and I saw some of the video. It's. I'm not the only person that thought of this. It's it's pretty hard not to think, you know, it sounds kind of like Colin Powell when he held up the vial and showed me the pictures, the maps of the secret underground chemical labs in Iraq that turned out not to be there. Right. Um, but uh, this was actual stuff. I mean, wasn't it wasn't just a picture. Actual, actual stuff, like parts of missiles. And my understanding is she invited uh, examination of them. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that that's that's angling toward Iran is violating what they're supposed to be doing and we got to crack down on them and so that whole thing um, and then you got the North Korea stuff with Lindsey Graham he did a, an interview with the Atlantic and they wrote a whole long thing about it now Lindsey Graham is one of your your Hawks he's always he's he, I don't know if he's spoiling for a fight he seems to claim in the article and I believe him that he really doesn't want war with North Korea. no sane person would would mm-hmm but he is in the camp that says it's better than allowing them to have a missile with a nuke on it that can reach the United States, given the craziness of this guy. He's not a containment person. He says there's a th- he played golf with Trump recently, and he says there's a thirty percent chance Trump attacks preemptively just to stop him from going any further. Wow, and that if they if they test another nuclear weapon, their seventh test, there's a 70% chance we attack them then. And he says, I think he said this in a separate interview, there's a 100% chance that they're going to test a nuclear weapon. Which Well,
0: then there's a 70%
2: chance we attack them. It's just a question of when. right? And he also said in the Atlantic, uh, what would that look like? He said, there's no surgical strike on this or anything like that. This would have to be a full-on decapitation of the regime war.
0: Well, you know, I'll throw in that's Lindsey Graham's interpretation of
2: conversations with Donald Trump. He says that Trump is 100 percent committed to not allowing North Korea to get to the point that they can send a nuke anywhere in the United States, which they well, may be we're headed already. for war. We're headed that's for that's war. That's what I took from it.
0: Because virtually everybody over the last 20 years who's participated in the wrangling with North Korea to try to get them to not be a nuclear power hasn't meant it. They haven't really meant it because every single move has been answered by North Korea finding a way to advance their program. It is obvious to anybody looking at this in a serious way that North Korea has bet their future on being nuclear armed. It is the ultimate deterrent. They will not be invaded, period. That is their foreign policy. And so it's an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object in terms of ideology. If Trump believes that, I guarantee you, Kim believes they need to have a nuke. So... You know, if, if that if if that is as certain as it seems to be, that's what I took m- from move it. now, and and I don't want to move now. I don't want it to ever have a war on the, K- the Korean Peninsula again.
2: Now, so I saw. Uh, I wish I knew who it was because I just I caught the uh, last part of the interview, but they uh, somebody interviewed on MSNBC, military guy, strategist sort of person. Uh, who said that? He think that's way overstated. He said he thinks there's about a ten percent chance of a full on war with North Korea, a thirty percent chance of an exchange of armaments, which is still fairly high. Yeah. This, this is from the tamp it way down guy. Yeah, but he thought that if there was another nuclear test, that would be the good that could come out of it. Is that's the moment China says, "All right, we're in. We'll help you out on the blockade, and and really cut them off. Hmm. That it'll be a point of Opportunity when China and everybody else will be all in on the full-on naval blockade, China will say, go ahead, do it. I will believe that when I see it. Yeah, I agree. That'd be better than a war. And Lindsey Graham does say, so he doesn't come off as too bloodthirsty or whatever you want to call him. um, He said, I'm for anything that can avoid this. He said, if Trump and Kim get together, that's fine with me, and there need to be hardly any restrictions. If that would help us avoid war, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Well, that reminds me. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I don't think it's out of the question at all. Uh, Leads me to one of the more annoying moments I witnessed on cable news, or was it uh, the uh, National Progressive Radio, which my tax dollars support for some reason? Um, They had a a so called expert on who was saying, he said, Tillerson uh, sent the message that, or Tillerson made a statement that uh, the president would be willing to meet with Kim. With few or no restrictions. He said, but that's not good. The Trump administration is sending mixed signals because uh, Donald Trump tweeted that there was no point in negotiations. So this is a, an administration that can't coordinate and this will not happen. And, and this guy made the assumption, he was being touted as an expert, that all of our communication to North Korea was through our leaders' media appearances which is an idiotic notion if you know anything about foreign policy. Okay, so what the president tweets and what Tillerson tells ABC News, that's how we're getting the word to Kim Jong-un. It's not back channels through China. It's not secret cables and diplomats who meet on the border, and some Scandinavian diplomat who does have relations with with North Korea, who goes in and says, "Yeah, Mr. Trump wants you to know, blah blah blah." Oh no no no! It's it's Kim taking in our media, please. And this guy was touted as some sort of authoritative expert. It's just ridiculous the crap you get on the media these days.
2: Well, if fake we, news. If we go ahead and attack North Korea, uh, and it's and it's Trump's decision alone to do that. That is one of the bigger decisions. I mean, that ranks up there in U.S. history as big decisions, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it'll be a far bigger decision in five years when they're a fully
0: armed nuclear power,
2: which is the great question lurking in the background. Even now, they may have nukes that they can fire on a missile. Some of the intelligence agencies believe they might. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's it's one of the, your bigger decisions in U.S. history. If, if Trump decides to go and attack, and Seoul could you could be a million dead in Seoul the same day it starts. I mean that could, that could easily happen.
0: Yeah, well, um, that's pretty worst case Steve, but it could abs- absolutely
2: happen a million. So it's a it's a heck of a thing to do. Now, if you've ever had to make a really hard decision, everybody has. You know, you weigh all kinds of different options. And what I'm wondering is. I know you Trump haters, the people that really think Trump is crazy, they're going to think he only did this to distract from the Russia thing or whatever, get people to rally around him like people almost always do. I don't think Bob Mueller's distracted. No, I don't think Trump would do that for that reason. Yeah, I know. I I was agreeing with you. When Clinton shot off missiles... At Osama bin Laden, a lot of people called him Monica missiles. Mm-hmm. Turns out, in retrospect, it was a pretty good idea to fire missiles Hell yeah, at Osama bin Laden. Yeah. I wish you'd have killed him. Um, but people at the time said it was to distract from the Monica Lewinsky thing. Sure. Um, but is there a little bit of Trump? I mean, if it's a close call, would 5% of, you know, that would really focus us on this as opposed to that? You know, that might be Mm. enough to make the difference on a close call. Do I do this or not? Wow. Isn't that just human nature? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd rather not contemplate it. I wish you hadn't brought it up. Or (laughs) even just 2% in the back of his head is, you know, people are going to rally around me if we're at war. Yeah. Well, I think
0: you're a fool if you don't understand that could be part of it. I would hope it isn't very much of it.
2: Well, it wouldn't need to be much if it's a close call on whether or not you do it or not. This, okay. is, this is the tough decision, and is probably going to help me in the polls.
0: Okay, so you switch uniforms with HR McMaster. He throws on your jeans jacket. You throw on the suit with the medals. It'd be a little big for me. What do you, uh, what do you tell him? What do you advise him? Containment
2: or preemption? God, I don't know. I think to let them get a weapon that they a nuclear weapon they could fire into the United States is a crazy thing to do. I'm not sure there's any practical alternative. Right. I'm more a containment guy. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? wait
0: for the uh,
4: regime to reform or crumble. White House doubling down on charges. Mueller's Russia investigations biased. we got an update from the Armstrong and Getty Bitcoin desk and uh-huh. actor Dustin Hoffman accused of exposing himself to a minor. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Male or female? Female.
2: Okay. I'm a good flasher. I'm a really good flasher. Wow. 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 A little Rayman reset for yeah. you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's a special. Oh, boy. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? The things I want to say, but now that I think my son might be listening to the oh, show. No. Oh, no. It was bad enough when you found out your parents listened. Yeah, I got over that. Shout out, Mom and Dad. I got I got over that.
0: But uh, You don't know a half of how nuts he is. Let me tell you about it someday. Buy me a beer.
2: Because I mean, that's not going to have any effect on them that much. But sure. I, I can really have an effect on my son's life. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 right. I'm going to have to fix his radio so it has no AM. Nothing good <laughs> happens on the AM. It's a bad neighborhood.
3: <laughs>
2: Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips.
4: Well, shortly before speaking to graduates at the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia, President Trump was telling reporters at the White House it's been proven there was no collusion between his campaign and Russia, calling the investigation <laughs> of Russian interference in the presidential election a Democratic hoax and a scam. Well, see, is he still unable to see the distinction?
2: No. No,
0: he's unable to see it or no, he doesn't see it. No, no,
2: he's not able to hmm. He does tr- Donald Trump thinks any investigation into Russia meddling with our election is an attack on him being a legitimate president. Oh for God's sake. no, no get matter over what it. no matter what which is you know,
4: get over it. Meanwhile, the White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley telling Fox News that edits oh, to former <laughs> <laughs> that edits to former FBI Director James Comey's statement on Hillary Clinton's private email server and text messages from a top
2: agent critical of Trump need to be reviewed. It is troubling, deeply troubling, uh, that the revelations have now come to light, that there is extreme bias against this president, with high up members of the team there at the FBI who were investigating Hillary Clinton at the time. And we're a little concerned at what we're seeing here. Obviously, those text messages give us quite a bit of pause and should be uh, eye-opening at at an agency that should be, quite frankly, uh, unbiased.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny We've had a couple of people send in dissenting views For instance, this headline FBI agents sending anti-Trump texts is not a scandal um, And it's funny, There's, it's really popular these days Because it sways people, it gets the herd a-running To act like the possibility of something is the certainty of it there's evidence that might indicate something. Everybody runs around acting as though that's a, that's a rock solid proof.
2: Well, wait a second, on my both friend. sides. Mueller kicked him off the team, so he thought it was something. Isn't well, he that kicked worth- him off the team right back
0: to the office of personnel from counterintelligence to shuffling paper and and arranging people's vacation schedules. <laughs> that's a huge demotion. So
2: yeah, but so the, it's the, not proof of anything insidious. No, no. but it sure as hell ain't nothing. Well, it, it's. It's it is proof that the boss thinks it at very least looks bad. Yeah. So it looks if terrible. Looks so bad you gotta kick the guy off the team. So anybody who claims this is a nothing, you're in disagreement with the guy running the investigation. Right, right. Come on now. All right, now from the Armstrong and Getty Bitcoin
4: desk. Bitcoin continues to skyrocket, hitting an all time high of
2: nearly eighteen thousand dollars today. So the Fifth time I said now's now's a dumb time to buy I could have right. bought and I'd have made a lot of money. Right. I tell you what, folks, the day is coming soon when Jack announces he's
0: gone ahead. All and in and bought some Bitcoin. I'm I'm really torn. S- and when the that idea. moment comes, sell. Sell as quickly <laughs> as you can. As soon as I get in. Sell at whatever
2: price you can get as quickly as you can. I probably would be investor zero for the demise right. of Bitcoin. <laughs>
4: In December alone, Bitcoin has climbed more than seventy-seven percent, putting it on track for its best percentage terms in four years. You're
2: thinking of getting in, Sean? I yeah. wish you would. It'd be a great story for how you did it. Yeah, yeah. First no, of all. that's part of it. Like I'm thinking about just throwing a couple hundred bucks at it. Like part of the there's a, the say, oh, it's it's trading at eighteen thousand dollars. You can right. buy fractions of coins. You yeah. don't need to buy an entire uh, unit. of of Sure. Of Bitcoin. Of you, you mine yeah. uh, part of a Bitcoin, whatever that means. Hi ho, hi ho. <laughs>
0: It's
4: off to work we go. Mining the Bitcoin.
2: Dustin Hoffman
4: is accused of sexual misconduct by three more women. Variety is reporting new accounts. A playwright says the actor exposed himself to her in a New York hotel room. Corey Thomas saying she was 16 years old when the incident happened in 1980.
2: 1980.
4: She was a classmate at the time, a Hoffman's daughter, and after spending a day with the daughter, Corey was waiting for her mom in Hoffman's hotel room. He apparently went in, took a shower, came out wearing only a towel, which he dropped, and then stood naked in front of her for a while, put the towel back on, and asked her to massage his feet. She complied. You? What
2: the
0: hell? F- she, she says she had no idea what right. to do. She's oh, yeah. totally right. freaked She's 16 years right. old.
2: Almost 40 years ago, on the other side of it, how do you react to something somebody says happened 40 years ago? Yeah. He he may remember it well. He may have zero memory of it whatsoever. I don't know. That's a tough one. Well, and her
0: memory may have evolved. I mean, I have a feeling it's pretty accurate. Because there's a bunch of people saying similar stuff. Right, right. right. But, wow, if you know anything about memories, it's tough to trust a 40-year-old memory.
4: And Hoffman allegedly kept asking her, I'm naked, do you want to see again? Thomas said Uh, she pretended not to hear him, and what saved her, the phone rang,
2: her mom had arrived to take her home. He was about 43 at the time. Oh, wow. Dang it. And, you know, and once you get older, because I was about to say, did he know she was 16? Once you get older, Uh, a 16-year-old and a 20-year-old all look like children. She was a
4: friend of his daughter's. They were both going to school together. Is Dustin Hoffman
2: 80? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he
2: is eight? yes. Well, he was in the graduate in the '60s as a full-on grown-up. Yeah. So. I won't accept it. <laughs> yeah. He was thinking about getting into plastics. That's right, exactly. Plastics. Yeah. He, he was born in 1937. Yeah. Wow, same year as my dad. Dustin Hoffman and my dad are the same age. For some reason, that just they to get me as together. Off.
0: Yeah. Maybe your dad ought to say, "Hey, you know, if it comes down to showing your penis or not showing your penis to a 16-year-old. Don't do it."
2: Yeah, a guy in his 40s doing that with a yeah. 16-year-old who is a classmate of your daughter. Yes. God dang it. So wrong. So, dude, got to ask you, how do you feel about some other 40-year-old showing his crank to your daughter? You cool with that? That okay with you? Maybe it is. Who knows? Well, his daughter's probably like 60 at this point. (laughs) Right.
4: Yeah, but no, I hear you. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show, the voice of the West. What is wrong with these people? God, and that was at the height of his fame, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Kramer versus Kramer, all kinds of movies. It, it, it just, he was he was as big as you could get at that point. And got away with that. Because it was a different time, I guess.
0: Are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Indeed.
2: Sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting... You got to tell these stories, but I'm getting tired of it. All of our idols. So is he done? Is he never going to be a big thing in a movie ever again? He's 80 years old. He probably wasn't going to be anyway. Right. Career's over anyway. Okay, so we got to get to some of the other stuff we were talking about earlier, whatever that was. Oh, Sean is going to uh, tell us about the new Star Wars movie, which might be the biggest movie of the year, certainly. No spoilers, though. He's, he's very good about that. He's a good young man. How about spoilers? We, we give a clear indication he's going to spoil something and spoil it for me, because I'm never going to see it.
0: Well, I'm leaving the room. That's fine. All right. No, you should leave the room. The two of you leave the room. Because oh, the rest of us yeah. don't want spoilers.
2: You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Love the holidays.
3: Come on, big fella. You drunk, big fella. Two sips and now you want a trip, big fella. You not a drinker. I can see it all in your leg, big fella. You wildly, big fella. You feel to fall. Sit down, you Disney
2: is buying Fox, or most of Fox, anyway. Disney, which is the company that owns our network, ABC, is buying 21st Century Fox for more than $60 billion. The bad news is, now we only have about $300 left to make the next Star Wars movie, but... (laughs) It's a major deal. In addition to owning Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Pixar, Disney will now own the rights to the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avatar, and not just one, but three Big Mama's house movies. So (laughs) this is... Yeah, I think that this this story was best summarized by uh, tweeter Frank Paletta. Disney now owns Star Wars, Marvel, Indiana Jones, Disney World, and The Simpsons. If they acquire my parents' divorce, they will own my entire childhood. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Deadpool
0: fights Iron Man, Bart Simpson meets Mickey Mouse, and other crossovers you might see. Is this article in the whoop mm.
2: mm. um, Hot topic among the Bernie Sanders crowd last election. Oh, coming up, Sean's going to tell us about the new Star Wars movie. And stories we won't be covering because neither one of us have seen it. Uh, big topic during the Bernie Sanders uh, campaign, and he is packing arenas. Stadiums with lots of young people was the whole student loan thing, and and uh, the idea of just wiping that out—government or the government taxpayers coming and wiping that out because it was mm-hmm. an unfair ripoff of everyone—and college should be free anyway. Well, yeah, well, the first part I agree with to some extent. The college
0: money bubble.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be one of those things where. All of us out there who are taxpayers who had no participation in it whatsoever are going to pay pay for it because it was a bad idea, like the housing thing. Right, yeah. And, and uh, that sucks. I hate that. The colleges that and the administrators and everybody got good and rich. But the kids are the victims, so we all pay. Yeah. Um, so they did this study of people who aren't paying. There are 44 million borrowers out there with student loan debt. Uh, 11% are in default. And they did an interview with people that are or a survey with people that are in default to figure out what was going on there. So see how sympathetic you feel to this crowd as you at some point. I my prediction would be, yeah, at some point we taxpayers are going to pay all these loans off, including for a hell of a lot of people that had no intention of getting a degree, made no effort to get a job, uh, knew exactly what they're getting into and had no intention of ever paying it back. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay for it because of something, because we're a socialist country is why. Um how many student loans do you have in default? Again, this is surveying people that have at least one student loan in default. Uh, less than a majority have one. About 30% have two. 13% have three or more. Or three. And 11% have four or more. Loans in default. Wow. So, what is that up? to? to that's 40, 50. The, the majority of people have two or more student loans in default. Of these people that have loans in default. Uh, which type of student loan are you late on? Um. Uh... The biggest chunk is federal loans, which is good to know. What percentage of your defaulted student loans were paid off before you entered default? The plurality, 0% at oh, 34%. Really? Never that, even got started. Never even m- never even got started. I huh. would say never made an attempt, but never got started. Have you ever received any formal education about student loans and paying for college? The majority say no. They had no education about it. How the whole thing worked. Right. You just fill out the forms. Right. Yeah. Were you able to earn a degree from your college program? The plurality, nearly 50% say no. So of these people in default, the biggest chunk of people got no degree, have made no payment, <laughs> and are you currently working full-time, 61% say no.
0: So, wow. if So if you're trying to
2: picture the person in default on student loans, they've got more than one. They've made zero payments ever. Mm -hmm. They got no degree. They got no degree out of the deal with multiple student loans. They got no degree and they got no job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. So that's certainly not a full time job. You know, this is a great example of what the limousine liberals of the world choose to ignore in their assumption that everybody's trying as hard as they can, and you just everybody just needs a leg up, needs a you know what. You know, a handout or infusion of cash or a program or whatever. When there are many, many, many people, there's just nothing you can do for them. And there are a lot of, you know, read hillbilly elegy. Plenty of white folks got no interest at all in, in managing their own lives. There's plenty of black folks, plenty of folks of every sort who you can throw as much money as you want at them. It'll never do any good. If I could just get you all to recognize that simple reality... And come together on some sort of plan to figure out which is which. Because that, you know, very significant chunk of people with no payments, no degree, no job, no nothing, they're obviously not trying. So what are we going to do? We're going to pay for those loans because why?
2: We probably are, but yeah, it's amazing. I'd like to know, and I don't know how you get an honest answer, uh, how many of you had any plan whatsoever? I mean, even a slight plan, even if it was a bad plan. Of I'm going to become an artist or something, even if it was a dumb plan mm. for supporting yourself. How many of you had any plan ever? Right. How many of you just went to college because you thought it'd be a good time, and took out multiple loans and have never made a payment and have no job and didn't get a degree? I I've would say known. if you get a
0: truthful answer out of those people, then you know they get no love.
2: Yeah. No love for you. I've known a lot of people. I know. I've, yeah. I can name a whole bunch of people. And fine, you get to do that if you want, as long as I'm not paying for it. I don't care but went off to college just purely because you knew it was going to be a party time for however long you could stick it out, and then you go, go to do whatever you're going to do. Meanwhile, you have the good young
0: people, the hard-working young people, who just realized they need a college education in this current uh, work environment. They've been hearing that a thousand times a year since they were 11 years old, and this massive infusion of cash has caused exorbitant, Inflation in college costs, most of which has gone to faculty and deans and assistant deans and the rest of it, and not into instruction at all. And so now these kids are are uh, hammered, they're, they're laden with this enormous debt that was all government-caused anyway, and, you know... So
2: great. everybody loses. So Super. A little more out of this because you'll, you'll hear this brought up again in the, in the next election of uh, all these people that are in default, these poor poor kids or whatever, okay. trying as hard as they can. So this chunk here have never made a payment, got no degree. Um, I like this answer. Have no job, by the way. Um, I like this answer. Who is your student lo- loan servicer? The plurality? I don't know. So well, why would you? Well, this did you receive any sort of notification from your servicer about entering default? Two out of three say yes. Yeah. So two out of three got contacted by somebody, said you're going to go into default. Wasn't a big enough deal to, like, remember who it is, though. (laughs) I don't care. Did your student loan servicer present you with options to avoid default? Easy majority, yes. But they probably didn't pay any attention to him. They don't know who it is. They probably ignored him or whatever. I don't care. No, you don't understand. We can restructure it. You're boring me. (laughs) Exactly. So keep that in mind when you hear about people that are in default. That's not everyone, but that's a lot of people. I really,
0: really need to get back to Minecraft. So if you could stop talking to me, that would be really good.
2: <laughs> that, those are some amazing numbers. You're listening to The
1: Armstrong and Getty Show. information.